0: Number two, grace must be baked into strategy formulation. Number one is grace must be baked into vision. Number two, grace must be baked into strategy formulation. You know, vision has to do with what. Okay, though it's answering the what question. Your vision has to do with what am I called to do? What am I about? That's vision. That's step one. Grace must be baked into it. But strategy has to do with how. How do I go from knowing what I want to do, knowing what I'm called to do, to manifesting that on the outside? Grace must be built into the strategy formulation process. You see, some people start with a heavenly vision. But they pursue that vision in the flesh. That's why Paul was speaking to the Galatians and said, that ah, you start in the spirit and you want to perfect it in the flesh. So they, they, they have, they embrace this heavenly vision and, and then they start pursuing it in the flesh and end up frustrated or end up doing more harm than good or end up submitting a vision which would advance God's kingdom They end up submitting that vision into Satan's control because they feel that, you know, they don't have any other way out. They start in the spirit and they try to perfect it in the flesh. So grace must be baked into um, strategy formulation, your process of determining how. You know, I mean, very recently I was involved in a business transaction. And we're trying to raise some funds, and we're speaking to a lot of different people. And um, and one of the people I spoke to, one of the first things they did, because we're just looking for like a short-term loan, high interest rate, etc. But when they evaluated our business and our business strategy, what they said was this. They said, listen, all the money you have invested in this thing, we'll pay, we'll pay it back to you, all right? That sounds good, doesn't it? He said, everything, all the money you're putting, we'll give it back. But then what we now want to do is, we will now join you to run this business together and then we'll share the profits. And I said, no, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not led right now to enter into partnership with anyone. I just need a very short-term loan. That's the first thing. And then the next thing they said was, well, okay, you want a short-term loan, we'll give it to you. But you have to come to our village to come and... Swear to our shrine. I'm like, hell no. Yeah. Um, Now, you might think that that sounds surprising, but did not the enemy, when he was tempting Jesus, take him to a high mountain and say, you know, everything you want, I'll give it to you. But just bow down and worship me for a minute. And everything you want, you don't have to go to the cross. Okay. I'll make it easy for you. And that is what happens where we begin with a vision in the spirit. But then we're trying to implement this vision, and we feel that we have no other way, so we start submitting our vision to the enemy, partnering with the wrong people, getting frustrated, or end up doing it in a way where we, uh, we do more harm than good. So grace must be baked into the strategy formulation and development process. How do we do that? You know, in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, I'll read from the Passion Translation. It says, The cutoff stump of Jesse will sprout, and a fruitful branch will grow from his roots. He says, The spirit of Yahweh will rest upon him. The spirit of extraordinary wisdom, the spirit of perfect understanding, the spirit of wise strategy, the spirit of mighty power, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Okay? Now, You see, these are seven dimensions of the Holy Spirit. And you you know, in this passage, the Lord was revealing to Isaiah how the Lord Jesus will operate. And how the remnant church will operate. Okay, And this passage is talking about the how. He's talking about the how, he's talking about strategy formulation process. You see, there are seven dimensions to the Holy Spirit, and God has ordained these seven dimensions to be our tutors. Our tutors now, when we submit ourselves to the seven spirits of God as our tutors, yeah, they would mentor us, they would take us. See, when he talks about the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord. When it says the Spirit of the Lord will come upon him, that's the first dimension of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, in the Hebrews, like the Spirit of, of Yahweh, when they say the Spirit of Yahweh is upon somebody, you're talking about the prophetic anointing, the ability to see and hear, yeah? That, that's the Spirit of Yahweh, the, 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 the ability to operate from the realm of heaven, okay? And that Spirit of Yahweh is the gateway to the other spirits of God. Alright, so these are mentors. These are mentors. As we submit ourselves to wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord, they will mentor us into the how. Now, what do I mean by that? How do, how do the seven spirits of God mentor us? Okay, how do the seven spirits of God mentor us? They mentor us as we wait on God regarding each of those areas, okay? When you allow the mentoring of the seven spirits to take place in your life and not get in a hurry and submit and surrender to their mentoring, they would lead you into fulfilling what God has purposed for your life and accomplish it the way. He has purposed it for your life. You know, it is the blessing of God that makes rich and adds no sorrow to it, yeah? If it is not the blessing of God and done the way of God, sorrow will be added as a result of that blessing, okay? Now, how do we wait on the seven spirits of God? How do we wait on the seven spirits of God, okay? The spirit of uh, extraordinary wisdom, and wise wise strategy, and mighty power, and revelation, and the fear of the Lord. How do we wait? Now what we do is this, okay? You know, when it comes to, when it comes to the understanding of the vision you have received from the Lord, you need to take that vision, yeah, into a quiet place with God. Okay? We need to take that vision into a quiet place with God. And we need to consult him in quietness. You see, the place of silence in the presence of God is the place where the seven spirits begin to manifest. Okay? Do this at night. Wake up in the middle of the night. Okay? And take your project before the Lord and you wait on him you begin to pray about it you lift it up in his presence and you just wait okay you see it is in that place that this you are opening the door to the seven spirits he will he will lead you in the place of knowledge you you start receiving counsel about what to study about the course to do you will suddenly start receiving you start remembering people that you should collaborate with and things to explore. Yeah? In the place of quietness, you are opening up yourself to the mentoring of the seven spirits of God. Okay? Very few people wait on the Lord with the vision he has given them. They get excited. They have the vision. They sit down. They, they have a brainstorming session and we're going. Okay? They, they don't allow the seven spirit to be their tutors. Yeah, and leading them into the strategies of the kingdom. And when you are doing that as a habit, yeah, when you're doing that as a habit, it will begin to open up. Everything you get in that place of quietness, write them down. Because there are some things that you will not understand until later. Because in the spirit, things do not happen sequentially. You know, I watched a a movie series um, recently called Kaleidoscope, where they it was like a short mini series but rather than showing you the series in sequence they just you know combined they 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 showed the the, the series in uh, out of sequence so at the end of the whole thing is when you understand how everything fits together and i, I was watching and i think this is so much how things happen in the spirit because things happen in the spirit in the spirit are not sequential so it's important that you 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 document everything you see because some things will not make sense until later on. It's like trying to put together um, a five thousand piece puzzle. You get some pieces and you don't really know where that fits, but you don't you don't discard the piece. You keep it somewhere because it will make sense later. Okay. Um, so um, the second point is grace must be baked into strategy formulation. Okay. Don't otherwise you'll end up frustrated. And lastly, and lastly, grace must be baked into strategic implementation. Vision, strategy formulation, and strategic implementation. That is how this remnant would advance through grace. You see, under strategic implementation, there are certain resources. There are certain resources that God makes available to you that you and I must take advantage of. So take, for instance, when you read um, Exodus 31, uh, 1 to 6, it says, the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Basileel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. Okay? This is a resource. He wasn't just talented. All right? As As he walked with God, verse 4 says he's a master craftsman expert in working with gold, silver and bronze he's skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood he's a master of every craft, sorry have you met somebody that is a master of every craft because he's talented of course not he says I have personally appointed Oholiab son of Ahisamak of the tribe of Dan to be his assistant, moreover I have given him special skill to all the gifted craftsmen, so they may make all things I have commanded you to make. Okay? God says, I have filled them with the Spirit, and I have helped them to become masters of their scra- of, of their craft, and they are masters of every craft. What is he saying? He's saying that through grace, there are special resources available. So what is our go-to here? What is our you know, what is our takeaway from here? Go to work with God. Say to your neighbor, go to work with God. 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 You see, as you, as, you, as you go to work with God, whether you are a cameraman or you are a designer or you are a doctor, as you go to work with God, and when I say go to work with God, I mean involve him in the detail of what you're doing. And open yourself to him by the Spirit to give you special skill in that area. There are special skills that the Spirit will give you um, in that area. Yes, you already have knowledge, but he will take your knowledge to the next level. The dimension of the spirit of knowledge, of the spirit of understanding and wisdom, will open up to you such that you will know things and you will have skills that others don't have But it doesn't just happen. It happens when you go to work with God. When you involve him in the detail. See, I say Holy Spirit, I am one with you and you are one with me. We are doing this together. And because I am in you and I'm united with you, you would bring me into a level of craftsmanship, into a level of inspiration that is uncommon in my industry. That is what he did with Basileel. That is what we did with, with Oholiel. In Daniel chapter 1, verse 17, it says, God gave these four young men an unusual, this is not talent, an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect, (laughs) unusual, every, every aspect of literature and wisdom. God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. Now, we're talking about statesmen. We're talking about people in government. He gave them special ability, visions and dreams. You will get solutions to business problems in visions and dreams. But only when you surrender to the seven spirits of God as your tutors. It doesn't just happen because God likes you. He already loves you. But when you recognize that grace is what is empowering you, when you recognize that This empowerment and this qualification is not because of your good works. It's because of what he's doing. You open yourself up to a different dimension of his operations in your life. And you will see yourself as qualified because it is not about you. It's about him. It's not speaking about you. It's speaking about the generosity, the love of the master. So there are resources. So in our strategic implementation we need to take advantage of these resources. There's special understanding and wisdom. There's a resource called the favor of God. That, is out, that must be deployed as we implement. You know, in Psalm 512, the Bible says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Will you surround him as with a shield. We need to enter into the grace of favor. Okay? As we are moving forward... You see, as we enter into this grace of favor of faith, and how do you enter? You begin to declare, uh, and you begin to see yourself as eligible for the favor of God. The favor will give you uncommon access. It will give you uncommon access. You know, everyone we've read about, Aholiab, um, Basileel, Daniel, you see the words unusual, spirit of God, you know, master of every craft. Understanding every vision and dream. <laughs> yeah? Favor will give you uncommon access. You will have surprise opportunities. You will sit next to people by accident. People that you've been looking for, you sit next to them by accident. But you see, when you have embraced this understanding, this value, when you sit next to those people, you will speak up. If you haven't embraced it, you will think, ah, no, 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 I'm not ready. I'm not right. No, 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 this is a mistake. I'm in the wrong wrong place. Let me go and sit somewhere else. You will close the door that grace opens. Okay? You will speak up. You will ask. You will invite. Your elevator pitch would already be prepared because you are expecting uncommon favor. Yeah? You are expecting uncommon favor. So when the door opens, you move in by faith and with courage because you are ready for it. Because you have factored that into the equipment you have as a son and daughter of grace. So we have the grace of supernatural wisdom understanding. We have the grace of favor that needs to be baked into the the strategic implementation process. We have the grace of the body of Christ. You know, we've talked about in this day the importance of collaboration. Um, First Corinthians 12, 27 says, All of you together are Christ's body. Each of you a part of it. You see, there is a resource. There is a, there is a grace that's available to you through the body. And then there's a grace that's available for the body through you. Okay? That we need to take advantage of. And we need to, we need to lean into that. <clears throat> right? We don't need to be ashamed of that. We don't need to be coy about that. Uh, we need to lean into that. And lastly, we're talking about the grace for strategic implementation. Lastly, You see, the Bible says in Psalm 34, verse 7, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Okay? We can walk in confidence because we do not walk alone. The Lord is with us. And we have an entourage of angelic protection around us. Angels do all kinds of things. Angels can wake you up at night and and serve you food like they did with uh, Elijah. Angels... Will protect you along the way. You will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You will not be afraid of evil, because you are you are you are compassed round about. Yeah, angels. We have angelic assistance. We have angelic protection. The grace of angels. So again, as I said, advancing in grace. We advance in grace as we understand what grace is, as we bake grace into our visions examine your vision is grace baked into that vision or is it a vision that is a factor of what you have done so far um, and what you have been able to uh, imagine or has it come as a result of interacting with the spirit that is where we begin otherwise everything else that you build will be built on a faulty vision on a narrow vision number two grace must be baked into the strategic formulation process. The unveiling of visions of heaven. Are you submitted to the tutors, the seven tutors that God has um, has allocated to you? Are you submitting to a process of waiting such that he opens the dimensions to wisdom, understanding, knowledge, fear of the Lord, counsel uh, to you? Or are you running ahead of him because you are impatient? Uh, in terms of the aspect of strategic implementation. Uh, Are we taking advantage of the graces available for us to build? Um, Or are we submitting ourselves to a very low quality um, set of tools? Okay. As we do these things, we will begin to build. We will begin to advance through grace. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Let us discuss these in our groups and let us begin to um interpret them or translate them into practical things in our own lives. Let it change our habits. Let it change our focus. Let it change our meditation. Remember, from the 22nd, we start our time of fasting and prayer. Thank you for joining me, and God bless you.